0: In this story, you'll see how dreams can turn into serious nightmares. Hey everybody, welcome to Crime Over Cocktails. I'm Tiffany, your host. And today we're going to cover the case of Joseph Anthony Mitchell, Well, uh, i finish up some more of my rosé. So, Joseph Anthony Mitchell, age 50, was a married father of three. He had Alexis and Devin, age 13, and Blake, age 4. But on March of 2015, he found himself in a North Carolina courtroom, being charged with one account first-degree murder and two accounts of attempted murder for strangling his four-year-old son Blake to death and violently attacking his two older children. In court, he never denied that he did do these crimes, but his defense was that he was violently sleepwalking when he attacked his children. His daughter Alexis took the stand to tell the court the details of that horrifying evening. She said that they went to bed like any other night. She was woken up because she heard her father coming in her room. And she looks over and looks at him, and he's wearing a Halloween mask and he's just coming straight for her. All of a sudden, he gets on top of her and starts pushing her head in between the mattress and her wall until she passed out. She was then woken up later by the screams coming out of her brother Devin's room. She got up and ran into his room to find her father on top of him and struggling to attack him as well. I remember seeing him on my brother, and I tried to get him off because he was trying to hurt him. She ran to get her mom, Christine Perolini, was in bed sleeping, so she could let her know what was going on. Her mom frantically tells her, run and go get Blake out of his room, so they could hurry up and try to make it outside the house. So Alexis goes and gets Blake. So She thinks he's sleeping, so she's covering him up, holding his head, and just running. It's not until they get outside and they actually take a look at Blake and that's when they realize that he was dead. Prosecutors dismissed the sleepwalking defense saying that the family's financial difficulties is what drove Michael to kill Blake and to try to kill the other children. Since he had been unemployed for two years and he wasn't sleeping very much, they said all that contributed to what was going on with him. Dr. George Corbin, a forensic psychiatrist who testified for the defense, said the stress and lack of sleep likely resulted in a case of non-REM parasomnia, which is a sleep disorder where he could perform random acts unconsciously and could become violent if triggered by a loud noise. He also said that Mitchell was incapable of exercising any criminal intent in carrying out the attacks. Another expert witness for the defense said that He has non-rapid eye movement parasomnia, which is a sleep disorder that people tend to do random acts involuntarily in a half-sleep state. He said that since he was unconscious, he would have no criminal responsibility for what he did. Parasomnias are a type of disturbing disorders that can happen either right before you go to sleep, while you're sleeping, or as you're waking up. There are many different types of parasomnias, but, but these few are the ones that actually happen to fit his case. One is nightmares, which are vivid dreams that can cause fear, terror, and anxiety. They might wake you up suddenly or have a hard, and have a hard time getting back to sleep. You'll probably remember the episode in detail. Many things can cause nightmares, including illness, anxiety, loss of a loved one, or reactions to medication. But they advise that if you have nightmares more than once a week, then you should talk to a doctor. Because they're going to keep you from getting a good night's sleep. Another one was night terrors, also called sleep terrors. They are similar to nightmares, but usually happen during deep sleep. They cause you to wake suddenly, feeling terrified and confused. You can't talk, and you won't respond to voices. Episodes of this parasomnia last about 15 minutes, and then you'll probably fall back asleep and you usually won't even remember them the next morning. People who have night terrors can be a danger to themselves and other people because of the body movements they can't control. Night terrors, they say, can also run in families. Strong emotional stress and alcohol use can make adults more likely to have them. Sleepwalking is when you're moving around and you look awake, but you're, you're actually asleep and you won't remember it the next day. Sleepwalking is most common during a stage called deep, non-rapid eye movement early sleep in the night, which is in the early part of the night. It can also happen during REM sleep in the early morning. Sleepwalking does tend to run in families and it's not dangerous to wake a sleepwalker, but they might be confused when they wake up. Sleepwalking itself can be risky because the person isn't aware of where they are and they can fall or bump into things. They argued that he was under such stress that every night he would only sleep for an hour and he would be up for the rest of the night tossing and turning. The prosecu- <clears throat> prosecution said, well, that's probably due to because he was more of a serial liar. It was discovered that their home was in foreclosure, and without his wife's knowledge, he agreed to surrender the keys to a real estate agent on 922. They also found that he had a fake LinkedIn account with fake education. So he was already trying to lie to potential employers. He lied about going to the university of Hawaii and playing college sports while he was there. He took the stand in his own defense and he told the jury that he tried to shield Christine from his past so that they could have a great future. He didn't want her to realize that he came from nothing. So he decided to make himself look bigger and better just to get her and keep her. A forensic psychiatrist said that he did believe that Joseph was in an altered state of consciousness. But Nancy Laney, a psychologist at Central Regional Hospital in Butler, who interviewed Mitchell four times over the past year, disputed the claim on Monday, saying that she found no evidence that Mitchell suffered from any mental condition that would have left him unconscious at the time of the attacks. She argued that he consciously planned and carried out this crime. And that's probably also why when the cops got there, he barricaded himself in their home office where he stabbed himself three times and slit his throat. He knew what he was doing. The trial took three weeks and on March 11th, 2015, the jury came back to ask the judge if they could offer the lesser charge of manslaughter. And the judge said no. They were only given the choice between first-degree and second-degree murder. And he said it was all or nothing. So they go back. They deliberate again. It was nine women and three men. They deliberated less than four hours before voting. Not guilty. Joseph blinked, and you could tell he wanted to cry. He bowed his head as the verdicts were announced. Joseph did decline to comment as he walked out of the Durham County Detention Center. He he was out of there, like, within an hour. He wasn't talking to anybody. He wasn't looking at anybody. He was just happy as shit that he, he fucking got off. His wife, Christine, was there. And as soon as she heard, not guilty, she became hyperventilating. And the court officials had to call the paramedics to come and get her. And she was taken out on a stretcher. She was crying, saying things like, I failed him, talking about her son, Blake. And I think she could not believe that he got off. Jurors, clearly, they wanted to convict Mitchell, but they, they couldn't do first-degree murder because of everything that was thrown out. They just, they couldn't tell if it was first-degree murder because, clearly, I mean, they put up one hall of a defense saying it was sleepwalking. The jurors said that if they could consider a manslaughter conviction, that it would have been. After the lunch break, the jury did watch a video of the inside of the Mitchell home taken hours after the attacks. And that's when they took another 90 minutes to deliberate. That's when they reached the not guilty verdicts. An unnamed jury later told the local radio station that she was embarrassed by the verdict but that their hands were tied. She said, we have no choice. Prosecution failed to provide malice and intent. We would have definitely convicted him of manslaughter. There were a lot of tears and people were very upset because we didn't get to do what we felt we needed to do. We knew he wasn't innocent. It was mortifying to be part of it, but we all sworn to do our duty. Jurors clearly didn't wanna convict Mitchell of first degree murder He said it was all or nothing. It has to be first-degree murder, second-degree murder, or not guilty. Parasomnia is an unusual defense, but it's actually not unheard of. There's another case in North Carolina. Four years ago, a Lewisburg man was charged with fatally stabbing his sister and wounding his mother, was allowed to plead guilty to involuntary manslaughter after a mental health expert determined that he was sleepwalking at the time. Curious to know what you think about this. Is this a legit defense? Sleepwalking? Do you think people can really turn off like that and just be in the zone, not caring? I mean, they're screaming at him. They're hitting him. I feel, uh, I don't know, to sleep through all that. That just sounds crazy. But I mean, is the human body capable of doing that? Well, thank you for listening. Don't forget to get your crime fix on many platforms. We have Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. While there, make sure to like, follow, subscribe, or give that five-star rating. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Make sure to head over to CrimeOverCocktails.com if you'd like to help support the show or to check out The Girl in March. All right, everybody, we'll talk crime another time. Bye!